Hey, Mission Gathering Issaquah in San Diego and Pasadena in Charlotte. I'm really glad to be with you today on this Palm Sunday. We are one week away from Easter. So let's talk about Hanukkah. Go with me here for just a minute. This Hanukkah story uh, actually helps me understand the Jesus story of Palm Sunday a little bit better. So go back with me to 165 BC, before Christ, which would be like 2186 BC, before COVID. Uh, at the time, 165 BC, there was a Greek king by the name of Antiochus IV, and he was kind of a crazy guy. His own followers, his own people called him a madman. And he essentially wanted to take over the world with the Greek thought and Greek way of life. And he did it with violence and force. And he almost conquered all of Egypt, which was huge. And he actually did conquer all of Palestine, where the Jewish people were, and that's where Jesus was from. And he hated the Jewish people, and he hated the Jewish religion. If you owned the Torah, first five books of your Hebrew Bible, um, Hey, Mission Gathering in Issaquah and San Diego, Pasadena and Charlotte. I am uh, so happy to be with you today on this Palm Sunday. We are one week away from Easter. So let's talk about Hanukkah. Just go with me here for a minute. This Hanukkah story actually helps me understand the Jesus story of Palm Sunday a little bit better. So go back with me to uh, 165 uh, BC, before Christ, which would be like 2186 BC, before COVID. Uh, at the time, in 165, there was a Greek king, a ruler by the name of Antiochus IV, and he was a crazy man. His own people called him mad. And he wanted to essentially take over the world with this Greek way of life, and he did it with violence, and he almost conquered all of Egypt which was huge. Um, and he actually did conquer all of Palestine, which is uh, where the Jews lived, where Jesus was from. And Antiochus IV hated the Jewish people and the Jewish religion. And if you owned the Torah, the first five books of the, the Old Testament, you, uh, it was punishable by death. He actually um, instituted at the Jewish Jerusalem temple where the Israelites worship God, he instituted the worship of the Greek god, Zeus. He sacrificed a pig on the altar of the Jerusalem temple to insult the Jewish people. He turned the area around the Jewish temple into a brothel. He hated the Jewish people and tried to eradicate them in their way of life. And so the Jewish people just got to a point where they had enough. And a group of Jewish people came up and revolted, and they were known as the Maccabees. And so they defeated Antiochus IV and Israel's enemies, and they reconsecrated the temple, and they brought some peace again to the land. And there, this story is found in 1st 2nd Maccabees, which is in a part of the Bible called the Apocrypha, which is in some Bibles and, and not in others, but you can find the story there. And in 2 Maccabees, it talks about how Antiochus IV was killed. It says something like he was so full of arrogance that when he was on his chariot chasing after the Jewish people, he fell off and hurt every limb of his body and the skin of his 
body essentially melted off while he was still alive. This was like a scene right out of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so the Israelites defeated their enemies, and this event is what Hanukkah commemorates. So in 175, Simon Maccabee, who is one of the heroes of those battles, um, he enters Jerusalem, and 1 Maccabees 13.51 says, They entered Jerusalem with praise and palm branches and hymns and songs because a great enemy had been crushed and removed from Israel. So, so 150 years after that, a few generations later, Jesus enters Jerusalem. The crowds wave palm branches and shout praises much like they did with uh, the Maccabees 150 years earlier. And our text today is from Mark chapter 11. So Jesus uh, rides a colt or a donkey into the city. It says, Many people spread their cloaks on the road and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. And those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. So the people saw Jesus as the one entering Jerusalem, as the one who would bring peace as the hero, just like the Maccabees a few uh, generations prior, the one who would come into Jerusalem and remove Israel's enemies and bring peace. And scholars, uh, Marcus Borg, John Dominic Crossan, wrote a great book called The Last Week. And in that, they talk about two uh, processionals into the city that were happening. So you had on the east side, Jesus coming in from the Mount of Olives. On the west side, you would have had the Roman leader, Pontius Pilate, coming in on golden chariots and war horses and soldiers and flags and uh, weapons, all displaying the, the power and rule of, of Rome. And it would be displaying to the Jerusalem people who they pledged their allegiance to, who that they should honor and worship. And so this procession of Rome would be coming into the city to assert its power over the Jew, uh, Jewish people in Jerusalem to say that the Son of God, the Savior of the world, the Lord, uh, the Prince of Peace, is the one who sits on the throne of Rome. I imagine if there was a soundtrack to that Roman processional, it would be John Williams' Imperial March from Star Wars. You would just see the enemy is coming into the city and we are to bow down because we are helpless and there's nothing else we can do. And then on the opposite side of the city, you have Jesus. He walks in on a donkey. This Roman procession into the city was not just a reminder of Rome's power, um, it was also a, kind of a reminder of the political and religious system of Rome that oppressed poor people and kind of benefited the people at the top, the few people at the top. And there were some involved in the Jerusalem temple system that were part of contributing to that system. 
And so Jesus coming in on the opposite side, riding a young donkey, a colt, we see that as strange, riding a donkey in the city, but back then it was uh, not an uncommon practice for a king. So a king who came into the city on a war horse or a chariot would be saying, I am the ruler, the conqueror, the victorious one. A king who came into a city on a donkey is essentially saying, I come in peace. And the, the donkey in that world, ancient world, was kind of a noble beast that communicated peace. But for the people of Israel, peace came through destruction of their enemies. But for the people in Jerusalem, peace came through the destruction of their enemies, uh, like the Maccabees brought 150 years earlier. So the people rally around Jesus and they lay their clothes on the road and the palm branches as like the makeshift royal carpet to bring the king in. And this is kind of this victorious welcome that they wanted to give Jesus because they wanted Jesus to come in and do what the Maccabees did to remove their enemies and bring peace for the Israelites. So they shouted to Jesus, Hosanna. And that meant, save us now, rescue now. Years ago, um, I worked at a church, I was a worship leader, and we do a lot of songs by Hillsong. And they had a song called Hosanna. And the first verse of that song said, I see the King of glory coming on the clouds with fire and the whole earth shakes. And then the chorus says, Hosanna, Hosanna in the highest, which means save us, rescue us from our enemies. But that is not the picture of Jesus that Mark gives in the gospel. Jesus is riding in on a donkey, not with fire and earthquakes and destruction of our enemies. And just a few verses later, uh, the next day, Jesus goes into the temple and he doesn't do what people thought he would do where he starts removing Israel's enemies. He goes into the temple and he calls out the very Jewish people who were contributing to that domination system of Rome. And just a few verses after that, Jesus is with his disciples and he, and he, and the next day Jesus goes into the temple and he doesn't destroy Israel's enemies, he actually calls out the religious leaders in the temple who are contributing to this system of domination and oppressing the poor. And then he tells his followers uh, in Mark eleven twenty five, whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father in heaven may also forgive you of your trespasses. And that, that Greek word forgive literally means uh, to let go, to release, to let go of your fear and hate, anger, your prejudice toward others. Not coming in to defeat enemies, but to teach forgiveness, letting go of that hate. So Jesus was on a mission 
not to save his tribe of Israel, his group, but to save and heal all of humanity, including those um, that Israel wanted to be destroyed. So those waving these palm branches shouting, heal us, save us, rescue us now. Five days later, they realized Jesus was not bringing peace the way that they wanted Jesus to. In fact, Jesus was calling them out on their uh, political, religious views, their religious nationalism. And five days later, they went from crying out, save us, to crucify Him. And honestly, sometimes I prefer that strong gladiator Jesus coming on the clouds with fire, with earthquakes who looks like I do and votes like I do and who's going to come and tell everyone else how they're wrong and I was right the whole time and he comes and saves me. That's like my best friend Jesus who's always got my back. But the real Christ of this gospel story is the one who brings peace by looking at me and saying, Devin, you're not the one that's right here. You are injustice as much, if not more, need of forgiveness as the people you look down on. You need to let go of your hate and prejudice. That is how you're saved. That is where salvation comes, is when you let go of that. That Jesus makes me realize sometimes that I'm the one that is the enemy. Sometimes I so often have been the, the cause of oppression. Jesus says, You and my name have enslaved human beings. You and my name have taken over people's land for your own. You and my name have excluded and marginalized people based on their race and gender and sexuality. Hosanna. More like save us from ourselves. Save us from our own fear and our hate and our prejudice. The question I'm asking myself today is, am I wanting to follow this war horse Jesus that comes in to defeat my enemies and save me? Or am I wanting to follow this Jesus on a donkey who brings peace by teaching us to let go of our own hate? who's teaching me that the narrow way of Jesus and the way of salvation is deeply tied up in your own healing. That my salvation and healing is deeply tied to the healing of the world, of all of humanity. That's the narrow way of Jesus. It's going to the people who um, we've looked down on for so long. Um, it's going to the people who have been looked down on and saying everything is going to be all right. It's going to the people who've been looked down on and saying, this is not all there is. Everything is going to be all right. It's been a hard year of a lot of loss and change and everything being all right. 
does not mean that everything is going to go back to normal and everything is going to be easier and more comfortable. To be a people that says everything is going to be all right means a people who work with God to create a world that is more just and more loving than the one before it. That is what it means to have the hope that everything is going to be all right. And the good news is that world is possible because you are in it. We are in it. You are listening to the Spirit of God within you that's challenging you in the areas of your life where we do need to be more loving. That's also calling you forward to bring and create spaces of healing for people. So may God's will, may God's kingdom, may God's world uh, be done on earth as it is in heaven. So the good news is that world is possible because you are in it. We are here in it, listening to the Spirit of God within us that is um, challenging us in the areas where we need to let go of some hate, some prejudice, some fear, that we need to do, um, become more loving. And the Spirit of God within us that is also calling us forward to create spaces of hope and healing for people. And so we are all working together with God to bring God's reality to this world. As Jesus prayed, may God's will for the renewal and restoration of all humanity in the world be done on earth as it is in heaven. May it be so. To go in peace.